Hello, and welcome to the media outreach of Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We bless you. We thank you, Father, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, for us. We celebrate the birth of our Savior this month as we we look at the gift that you gave us. We honor you and we praise you. And it is in the matchless name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye, oh, come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore. Yay, Lord, we greet you. 
this last verse is my favorite. It's my prayer for year round. Hallelujah. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us.
angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains.
this day. Oh, one more time. Gloria in excels this day. Oh. It's not about me. Because like one of my favorite ministers says, I just work here. I, I come in here not to do what I want to do. Although I, I get a good hand in preparing stuff. And that's why we do some of these different things like, you know, sliding an old Three Dog Night song in there. You know, just because, just because I can. Ain't no problem with that. <laughs> but but we've, got, we've got a lot of ground to cover and not a lot of time to cover it. So let's go ahead. Well, we're st- I, I opened to the wrong place in my Bible. We're going to get there in a minute. Go ahead and go to the book of Luke chapter 2. And uh, this is our Christmas service. However, here's the thing. I don't know what kind of background y'all came from, but I grew up in church. I joke that I was born saved. My dad's been a preacher ever since I was two. And so I don't know anything else. Every Christmas, I've heard this story. I've heard parts of it every Christmas. And we've been preaching the same story for 2,000 plus years. Now, I've mentioned this in here before. I have a good friend that she knows that I'm a preacher. And she just she looked at me one day and said, just don't preach to me. I said, okay, I won't. Now, She knows I'm a preacher. She knows if she opens the door, if she asks a question, she's going to get the whole thing. And I'm not going to I'm not going to waste time and waste words. I'm going to give her everything that I got on it. But the reason that people don't want to be preached to is that they've never really understood. They've never really heard how good God is now. We call this the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you look in a lot of your Bibles, when you get to the book of Luke, it's going to say the gospel according to Luke. That word gospel in Greek means good news. But it's a word that wasn't used very often because it means news that is literally almost too good to be true. Almost unbelievably true. Almost unbelievably good. And so people can't even imagine it, can't even picture it. I had another minister that said this recently, and I I loved it. He says, if people ever accuse you of preaching a feel-good gospel, just remind them that good news feels good. So when we come in here, I I don't know anything about most of the other ministries that come in here. There's a few names on the on the calendar that I recognize. Of course, Victory Bible College, I'm very familiar with their courses and what they teach, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very good with that. But I don't know a lot of what's coming in here. But in here, you're only going to hear the good news. And the good news is that into this world of sin, while we were still yet sinners, there's a verse that we'll get to in here in a little bit. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Paul says, Christ died for the ungodly. Guess what? <laughs> I qualified. Guess what? So do you. <laughs> I, don't, I do not want to see a show of hands. 
But I will tell you that every single one of us in this room qualify because without him, we were ungodly. (laughs) And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Getting ahead of myself. Luke chapter two. Father, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, speak to us tonight. Luke chapter two. We're going to pick this up in verse nine. And I just, want to, I just want to see a little bit of this. Verse 9. This is talking to the shepherds. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Now, Stop right there for just a second. If you've heard from some minister somewhere that God chooses some people that he's going to save and some people he doesn't choose to save, and so whether you get in or not is up to God, not up to you. That's, that's wrong. That's only, that would only be good news if you could guarantee that you were one of the people that he chose. But the good news is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that all we have to do to get in on this is receive that gift. Get on track, Josh. (laughs) Get on track. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. In Latin, they were saying, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Now, a few years ago, I was typing this up, preparing my notes. I believe it was for our service in here that year. And I'm typing this, typing these notes out. And sometimes my brain gets going faster than my fingers. So I'm typing along and I just completely missed the N key. And I look back at my paper. I think I caught it before I printed it out. I think I caught it when it was still on the screen. And it said, peace on earth, goodwill toward me. I said, praise God, that's, that's it. That's why Jesus came. He came to bring peace on earth, and he came to bring the goodwill of my Father toward me and toward you. The gospel is good news to all people. The angels came and they declared peace on earth, goodwill toward men. They came to declare this, that the entrance of Jesus into the world would forever broker peace between God and man. There was a relationship between God and man that was broken in the Garden of Eden. God's plan was for his creation, his man, starting with Adam and Eve, to do what he told them to do in Genesis 1.26. To be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. That was God's plan. 
and Adam and Eve messed it up. But God knew they were going to mess it up. There is no such thing as a plan B with God. So before the foundation of the world, he had already made arrangements. He had already made the plan, set it into motion. That's why Jesus is called the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Peace on earth, goodwill toward me. Now, we're talking tonight, I borrowed this title from my pastor. We're talking tonight about full access. Full access. Now, my dad spent 17 years working at Walmart. And while he didn't know the man personally, he did have the opportunity on a couple of occasions at um, store events to meet Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart. At one time, Mr. Walton was the richest man in the world. Now, if you had keys and you had access to Sam Walton's garage, it wouldn't do you a lot of good because he had a rusty old Chevy pickup in there. <laughs> but if you had the keys and the access to his bank vault, on the other hand, that would do you some good. Now, we're going to look at what Jesus gives us access to. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Now, there are a lot of verses in Scripture. I, at one time, I knew the number. It depends, it depends slightly on which translation you're reading, because some of them leave verses out. But... There are a bunch of verses in the Bible, but this passage may be my favorite. If not, it's definitely one of my favorites. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. <laughs> the angel came declaring peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That means God ain't mad at you. I don't know what you've heard. I don't know what you've been told. But it does not matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what your family's done. It doesn't matter what any of that. None of that matters. God is not mad at you. You have been given peace with God. That shalom peace literally means nothing missing and nothing broken. Now, some of you may have relationships with your family, with your parents, or with your children that have been broken because of various things. I've been blessed. I haven't, I haven't had to deal with that. My parents are probably my best friends. I, I love my parents. We have a great relationship. But whether you do or not, your relationship with God, there is nothing missing and nothing broken in it. Because he came for you. Now, before we go any further with this, I say all of this based on an assumption. The mission and the goal of Faith Alive Ministries, some of you have seen our, I've, I've put our logo up on, up, up on our display a few times. But our mission and our goal is to teach God's people how to live in this world. So 
we're not primarily an evangelistic ministry. We are primarily sent to teach the people of God. So if you don't know Jesus tonight, if you are not part of this family, if you have not yet received that good gift, don't go any further. Don't wait one more minute. I am not here to be one of those preachers. Oh, and I've heard these because, again, I grew up in church. And so I've sat in youth meetings. I've sat in evangelistic crusades. I've sat in revivals where the, the idea was, yeah, we want to get people saved. We want to get people to know Jesus. But the pastor would use some scare tactic. He would talk about some guy that had been at their meeting and was mocking and left not knowing Jesus and got into a car crash and died on the way home. And he would use this fear to try to, to try to use like, you don't know when your life's going to end. Your life could end at the next moment. So you need to make sure you know Jesus. I'm not here to do that. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, yeah, you don't know when your life is going to end. We, do, we don't know what's going to happen next. But God is so good that you don't want to wait. There's too many people with this idea. Oh, let me just live my life, and at the end, I'll give I'll give my life to God. Because if I do, if I don't do that, I'm going to miss out on all this. No, God is so good. You need to be part of the family of God. Now, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse two, through whom we also have. Access, full access by faith into this grace. Grace is the divine, unmerited favor of God. Now, yeah, we know it means unmerited favor. Too many people spend spend a long time harping on that unmerited part. Yes, that's important. You couldn't earn it. There's a song we sing in here about the reckless love of God. You couldn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. But He gave himself away. And because he did, even though we couldn't earn it, we freely received it, through whom we have received access by grace, by that divine unmerited favor. The old church acronym is God's riches at Christ's expense, the grace of God. By grace, that divine favor in which we stand, I've said this before. Grace is the atmosphere of the new creation. The same way that our physical bodies take in air from this atmosphere and absorb the oxygen and the various nutrients and things that are in the air that we need to have. The same way our fleshly bodies do that. Our spirit was designed to breathe and to function in the grace of God. And when we try to function outside it, we fail. It's like trying to, I worked in a, I worked in that plant several years back, manufacturing tar paper. And as you can imagine, the atmosphere was thick. It was so thick in there that you could literally chew the air. There's a reason that I, still have a 
habit that Melanie has to tell me to quit of grinding my teeth. And I do that because I spent several years in this atmosphere that while breathing it, you're constantly getting, you know, various particles and things in your mouth that didn't belong in there. Well, when we try to operate as believers and we try to operate outside the grace of God, it's that same way and we don't function well. We were created to live. It says in him we live and move and have our being. By whom also we have access, full access, by faith, into this grace wherein we stand, or in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now, I want to look at a few verses here in Romans 5. We don't have, we're we're just going to touch on some high points. It's all so good. But verse 6, verse 6. Still here in Romans 5, verse 6. While we were yet weak, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Rarely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. Remember this. God is love. Now, I don't know what your picture, what your mental image of God looks like. We don't have time to do this right now, but go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and read the description of love there. And if your picture of God doesn't look like that, your picture of God is wrong. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not boast. He doesn't have to boast because he's the biggest, baddest thing there is. And I mean bad as in good. He is the biggest thing there is. He doesn't have to boast. God is not proud. Here's a big one. God is not rude. (laughs) God is not self-seeking. Means God doesn't seek his own. God doesn't seek his own. One of my my other favorite verses, and probably my dad's favorite verse, John 10.10. We're going to get there in a moment. But just... Five words out of that verse. I have come that they. Stop right there. I have come that they. Jesus didn't come for himself. He came for us. Jesus came to this world. He was born of a virgin named Mary. He came to this world. He lived a sinless life and died the death on the cross and was raised not for himself, but for us. I have come that they. Continuing here in Romans chapter 5, and let's jump down to verse 15. But the free gift, we couldn't earn it, we didn't deserve it. When, When a gift is given, all you have to do is receive it. The free gift is not like the trespass. For if through the trespass of one man many died, then how much more has the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many? The gift is not like the result that came through the one who sinned. For the judgment from one sin led to condemnation, but the free gift, which came after many trespasses, leads to justification. 
here's the, here's the big point of Romans 5. For if by one man's trespass, that was Adam's sin, if by one man's trespass death reigned through him, then how much more will those who receive abundance of grace, not just a little bit of grace, this is not just God doling out a little bit to you, a little, a drop here, a drop. Abundance of grace. Another verse in here says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our, in our hearts. That word shed abroad in the Greek means literally poured out without regard to your capacity to receive. If your capacity to receive is the size of this water bottle. And God opens, and God opens the fire hose and points it at your capacity to receive. Well, number one, this bottle is super lightweight and it's probably going to explode when that fire, ho fire hose hits it. But let's assume for a second that it doesn't. It's going to fill up within a fraction of a second and that fire hose is still going. God has shed abroad his love in our hearts, poured out on us without regard as to our capacity to receive. Uh, we have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness because of that will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Now, I mentioned it. We're going to go there. John chapter 10. And y'all may know the verse. If you know it, awesome. If not, put your eyeballs on it. Take a look at it. John chapter 10, verse 10. And again, again, this is going to get, this is going to get us to the correct picture of what God looks like. Because here he's going to tell us what the thief does and what Jesus does. And if it looks like the thief, it ain't of God. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only. So he comes only to do these things. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. So if it comes to steal from you, if it comes to kill you, if it comes to destroy you, it didn't come from God. It came from the thief. I spent some time in here a while back talking about nine things that you need to know to live in this world. And one of those things is knowing what from where. Knowing what comes from where. Every good gift from, comes from God. Every bad thing comes from the devil. Because God is a good God. The devil is a bad devil. And the two of them are not working together. So the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and to destroy. I came, Jesus says, and this is amplified, I came that they might have and enjoy life. I heard a preacher say this a while back, and I, I, I grabbed onto it. He says, if you're not having fun serving Jesus, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that, oh, don't get ahead of yourself. John 10, 10, still here. I have come that they might have and enjoy life, and this is where it gets really good, and have it in abundance to the full Till it overflows. I put this verse up all over my house. There's probably a dozen copies in various places. In abundance, to the full, till it overflows. In abundance, to the full, till it overflows. Now, real quick, this isn't in my notes, but it's important. That doesn't mean 
that the trials aren't going to come. That doesn't mean the tests aren't going to come. John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace, shalom, that in me you might have nothing missing and nothing broken. In this world, you will have tribulation. You will have tests. That word tribulation flips us. It means pressure. It's to take something and to squeeze it. That's what the enemy tries to do to us. The enemy tries to put pressure on us. Well, what happens when you take a grape and squeeze it? What's inside comes out. Well, when we're under pressure, when we're, when we're put under, under that squeeze, what's inside needs to come out. And what's inside needs to be the word of God, the goodness of God, the glory of God, the power of God, and the grace of God. So in this world, you will have tribulation. But... <laughs> I heard some preacher quote that, and he's just like, see, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tests. And he just stopped there. I'm like, dude. How many of y'all ever had to tell your kids, put that thing back where you got it from? <laughs> or uh, like monsters think, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> I knew somebody would get that reference. Thank you. <laughs> the rest of the verse in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Let's take that one step further. I have overcome the world. Again, the amplified version. I have deprived this world of its power to hurt you. <laughs> now, I'm just about out of time. I want us to look at one more thing. This is, because again, we're talking about full access into all the good things that God has for us. Now, I'm going to read this out of, out of the Amplified, so don't, you don't necessarily need to turn there, but listen to this. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And again, I'm going to read this from the Amplified. May grace, that's God's favor, and peace. Now, 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 now. Listen. Listen real close to this definition of peace. Because this is, this is so beautiful. Now, great. Make grace, God's favor, and peace, which is, this is chapter 1, verse 2 of Second Peter. Peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fear, and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Let me read that again. Peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears, and agitating passions, and moral conflicts. May all that be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has bestowed upon us. Ooh, this is big. Because this is, this is the rest of what... Jesus came to give us access to. I'll get there in just a second. Most of y'all are familiar with Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. You read that over in the book of Luke. I believe it's in Luke chapter 12. But the next verse, he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Next verse. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, 2 Peter 1, verse 3. For his divine power 
has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. I love this. Through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence and virtue. So what does this mean? It means that we can have a personal, intimate relationship with our Father, where he talk, we talk to him and he talks to us. I hear people say, I've never heard the voice of God. I'm a little bit concerned about those people. I'm not talking about a, I'm not talking about a, a, an audible voice, a physical voice. We have words for people who hear physical voices that aren't there. <laughs> now, the world is going to think you're crazy anyway. When you say, God talks to me. But I'm talking about hearing the voice of the Spirit. Now, somebody would say, well, that's why he's given us the word. Yes, that's why we have the word. But you may have a personal situation, something that's not written in the word. Now, if you hear a voice that's supposed to be from God and it contradicts the written word of God, then the voice, then something's lying and I choose the voice because we know that's another one of those nine things you need to know. The absolute authority and integrity of this book. If you cannot trust the word on paper, then you have no basis to trust the word made flesh, which is Jesus Christ. You have to be able to trust this book. So let's, let's close it out with this. Jesus came. Jesus came in his own words. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly, that they might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Peter tells us that by him we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything that we have need of. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to his power which works in us, to him be glory forevermore. Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you loved us so much. God so loved that you gave and you have never stopped giving. You are the you are the altogether lovely and altogether good God who never stops giving good gifts to his children. And that you loved us so much that you gave your son Jesus Christ. Jesus, I thank you for coming. To this other, for being obedient to the will of your Father. We praise you. Lord, your word told us we didn't need to worry about anything. But in all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we can let our requests be made known to you. And that perfect peace, that shalom peace, that nothing missing and nothing broken peace, 
would guard our hearts and minds by Christ Jesus. So Lord, right now, whatever needs there may be, spirit, soul, and body, physical, financial, relational, the, there, are, there are bodies that are broken and hurting. There are minds that are broken and hurting. There are spirits that, while they know you, they still feel something missing. Relationships that need to be restored. Relationships that need to be broken. Whatever it is, Lord. Lord, I don't know, but you do. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit is at work right now, moving in every one of those situations. Lord, I thank you that if there are those here tonight that do not know you, that your Holy Spirit is working, is moving in their hearts and in their minds right now, not to condemn them. Because you said, John 3, 17, you said you didn't come to condemn the world because the world was already in condemnation, but that the world through you might be saved. But your Holy Spirit is convicting, wooing, drawing people because your word says that if you're lifted up over all the earth, that you would draw all men unto you. Father, we thank you for it. It is in the mighty, holy, and matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Merry Christmas. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.